hold on, let me. Uh, oh. <coughs> nope. Oh. We're rolling. Not everybody. even. I don't even. I don't even have it. Holy, uh, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, you know what? Doesn't even uh. matter. Welcome to episode 130 of the Talking Yaki podcast. Just three of us today. Luke is in Waterloo. Ooh, what's he doing in Waterloo? I don't know. He says he has a work event in quotes for the week. What? Okay, sure. Do you believe him? I don't. Um, yeah, not particularly. He's probably, but also I believe him because, like, is he really there to see a girl? I doubt it. But, like, what, what, I don't even know what Luke does. So, what the heck would his job take him to Waterloo, though, for? It, it's like, it's like Barney. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Except Luke's not that interesting. Yeah, he's, he's really not. <laughs> he makes bulldozers or something like that. You guys are no, so rude. No, no, that's wrong. He no, he makes, he, he, he sells bulldozers. Yeah, he, yeah, he sells, he sells stuff or something like that. He sells like construction equipment. So uh, this is a plug for his other podcast about uh, that he runs for his company about construction equipment. I, I can only imagine that it's it's real real riveting stuff over there. Um, maybe I'll plug in an ad in this podcast for it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite producer, Luke, here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. I just froze for like two minutes, so. Well, <laughs> all we were talking about is Luke's other podcast. So. Yeah, we we're talking about Luke's other podcast much. about bulldozers and construction equipment that you know. Oh yeah. Want to yeah, go yeah. listen to that if you're if you're ever if you just, oh, that's, just ask that's, Luke. That podcast sounds really interesting to listen to, so definitely gonna go <laughs> catch that. But in more interesting discussions, uh, we have our podcast topics for the week. Which are, um, first off, scoring is up in the NHL this year, so I want to kind of discuss a little bit about why that might be. Um, it's suck. actually significant, it, not significantly up, but it's significantly up over the last four years and then even more up this year, which is really interesting. I wanted to discuss the big drama around Truba. Have you guys been following along uh, the Truba tra- drama along with Athanasiu and all that stuff? I don't know if you have. Yeah, I, I saw he hits too yeah. high. Yeah, he hits a little way too high, very, very often. Uh, Chris Pronger disagrees, but we'll 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 discuss. Um, I want to talk Connor Bedard, um, and you know, just the top of the draft class because he's on now sixty four points in twenty eight games in the WHL. Connor Bedard, he's basically, if you look at his like equivalency rankings, he's basically putting up. Numbers uh, just slightly lower than McDavid, but on a way worse team. So we'll discuss him. Uh, and then also I wanted to talk like some rookies because uh, the rookies are doing like there's some rookies doing really well in the NHL this year. Uh, Matty Benyas is almost point per game. Jack Quinn's been really good. 
there's some little drama around Jack Quinn and Matt Harrington, who's uh, one or David Harrington or Matt Harrington, whatever the fuck his name is. That that writer from Buffalo that uh, basically Mike started Harrington. comparing. Sorry. Isn't it Mike Harrington, the guy? Yeah, that's yeah, the guy Mike who Harrington. Was like, that's the guy yeah. who said ex- expected by whom exactly, I think. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So him, and then we'll talk uh, Suzuki and Caulfield, because under St. Louis, they're both almost point per game uh, so far. And uh, yeah, and then we'll talk the whole Brock uh, Besser situation as well. I think those are you know, some of the bigger topics. That's a good, bigger that's a good topics hour of really. topic. That's a good hour of topic, exactly, exactly. So um, let's start off with rookies because I think like there's a lot of really interesting rookies this year. Um, Mike Harrington is his name, uh, and he's uh, ba- he basically covers the Sabers for anyone that doesn't know, and he basically posted a tweet that got a lot of backlash on Twitter, rightfully so, because he basically said, you know, Jack Qu- uh, Jack Quinn scored a second of the night uh, two days ago from when we're recording this. Um, and, uh, he just, he basically said, Hey, just wondering, where's all the sudden draft experts who wanted to draft Marco Rossi over Quinn. And obviously he got about a bunch of backlash because anyone with a brain remembers how, uh, Rossi had those major heart issues due to COVID and everything like that. And was basically lost a full year of development, uh, because of that. Um, so we'll talk this first, but Mike Harrington's kind of an ass. Uh, Jack Quinn's been really good, and I don't think anyone thought he wasn't going to be good. I just think we all were like, why wouldn't you it was get a reach Marco at, Rossi? Yeah, it was a reach at top 10. If you go back and listen to our 2020 draft rankings, right? I think that Jack Quinn was probably around 20, mid, mid-teens to early 20s. I think it was pretty much a, a big reach at the time. And, I mean... He had he had a huge rise in his draft stock because he scored a lot of goals. Yeah, with the Ottawa sixty sevens, right? He has a great shot, and we're seeing that in the NHL now. <laughs> but like, it was a reach at the time, and you're right. Like Marco Rossi was on the board, and and any other team I think would have taken Marco Rossi. I think, yeah, and they should have ignored. You know, if and obviously COVID's a very you know acute situation where you know you can you didn't know what that was going to happen beforehand right yeah i mean i mentioned it uh, on the podcast like he missed literally a full year he got covid and then he skated in a couple of games missed the world juniors and just didn't skate at all for a year because he couldn't right yeah he had exactly. heart issues lung issues breathing issues and missed a whole year of, of development it's unfortunate because he was a really really good prospect and i think that he struggled in the nhl so far because of that, but yep, can't really predict that. I mean, it's it's like same with Rody and Amarov for the for the Leafs, right? Yeah. You can't predict you know major health issues for players. It's very very unfortunate because these are young guys who, in the most important time of their career, and, and really any player, right, who yep. lost a full draft, year of draft development, year, right? draft year, draft plus one, draft plus two are the most important years in a prospect's development by far. And, and guys just couldn't play. Exactly. Yeah, and he didn't play one of those years. So obviously he's going to be a little bit behind. I mean, he's he still looks like he's going to be an NHL player. He still looks like he's going to be a really good NHL player. It's just unfortunate that he lost all that time. And then also, like, bragging about it right now when, like, we've seen players who've lost a whole year of development time. You know, you look at... Um, 
who is it in LA? I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, oh, um, Byfield? No, Villardi. Villardi. Villardi, who was killing it this year. Yeah. Um, and who had he major lost, knee issues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He lost a ton of time to injuries and everything like his that. Back, so back injuries. Still yeah. way too early to be rubbing in the whole. I mean, ignoring the whole like thing about him losing a year, it's way too early for him to be rubbing in like, oh, who are the experts who wanted to draft Rossi over Quinn? Like, no, drafting Rossi Homer, over Homer Quinn. Thing to do. Yeah, it is, and it's just <laughs> like you know, it's unnecessary. He's a kid who had heart issues. Like, that's you know, not a great thing to have happened to someone. So it's just yeah, all around big L for him. But I want to talk on the positive side of things. I mean, there's some like really good rookies this year, even ignoring Jack Quinn, who's been awesome. Um, Maddie Beniers in uh, Seattle. Yeah. Basically, top line center tearing for them right now. Tearing, absolutely tearing it up. I think, what, tw- I don't know if someone can pull up the stats, but I think it's like 22 points in 24 games or 21 points. Yeah. In, in how many games? Do you know? 24. 24. So 21 points in 24 games, 70 point pace, basically for a rookie. And, you know, he's in Seattle, which isn't like a. You know, he's playing with good wingers, no doubt about it, but he's not, like, playing with superstars. You know, he doesn't have two superstars on his wing. You know, he's not, like, Michael Bunting Bunting playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, though Bunting did do a great job, too. But, you know, he was playing with two superstars there. Benier's playing with two good wingers, but not, you know, super elite guys by any means. So yeah. he's doing really well. There's a couple Who's this other... Matthias McKelly guy? Oh, that's on, uh, that's on, what's his name? That's on Arizona. Yeah, He's he's second in rookie. Yeah, story. he's he's tearing it up as well. Who is he? Like he's a fourth round pick. Yeah, some guys come out of nowhere, man. But yeah, yeah he's doing well in there. I mean, I think that it's, it's a lot of times like I think it was the same as last week when you're like, who's the second best goalie by goals saved above expected? And it was friggin' Carl Vegmelka on Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and you know, yes. just just no attention to it almost, right? Like it's just a team that. You forget about. I mean, even even Seattle, right? I mean, there is a big there is a big East Coast bias when it comes to players sometimes, right? And like For you sure. don't hear about them, and you don't hear. I, yeah, I think we all knew that Beniers was going to be good. He yeah. was he yeah. he was you know right up there in the conversation to go first overall in the twenty twenty one draft, right? He was the favorite to win Rookie of the Year at the start of the year. I'm pretty sure wasn't yeah. he? Like you, at yeah, least one of, one of yeah one of the two. I'm pretty sure he was favored. So like you know this isn't surprising. You know, it isn't super surprising at all. And there's a bunch of other rookies having really good years too. Ken Johnson's been good on a really shitty Columbus team. Uh, Paterka's been really great so far. Um, you know, there's a bunch of guys that have been um, really so great. Austin has, has been pretty good on Dallas too. Jake Sanderson's been Ottawa's best defenseman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good point too. I mean, there's not a lot of competition there, but but still, <laughs> and it's been pretty good. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, uh, anyways, there's a lot of exciting rookies right now, and I want to. We didn't really actually give our predictions last week. I realized like we did goal scorer, we did Norris, we did Hart, and all that kind of stuff, but we didn't actually talk rookie of the year. So I, was, I wanted to get your guys' predictions for who. Who you think is going to win Rookie of the Year this year? It's it's not a runaway, but I think Maddie Beniers. I think that they would just look at it from you know based on the number of good forwards there are this year. It's probably just going to be the one who scores the most points, and the team that's having the most success of all these top rookies exactly. is definitely Seattle. So I think that without a doubt, it's it's Maddie Beniers right now. 
yeah. is running away with it unless he gets unless unfortunately there's some sort of injuries or something like that. But I don't think it's close at this point. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he is he leading Seattle in scoring? He like, might be, I think. Yeah. Even if he even if he isn't, right? Like that's still pretty impressive. Twenty two and twenty four, twenty one and twenty four. I know, but like like if he is, like that would basically guarantee it. Can you look right, at it? Just, I'm pretty sure he it. is. I'm like pretty sure. But yeah, he's he's having an unreal year. Um, and then I mean, he started off really well. He played ten games with Seattle last year, right? And yeah. he still yeah. he had nine points in those ten games. Right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna well say. Too. Yeah, he did really well. So he was already kind of like coming into the year as like a favorite and everything. Oh, you know who's killing it on Seattle? Bjorkstrand. No, Burkowski. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're killing it. Um, um, yeah, Veneers is third on Seattle scoring by and third by a decent amount. Um, Who, so. Who's the top two? Burkowski and who? Everly. Oh, yeah. You know what? I always forget Everly's even on. Like, <laughs> See, you forget about all these players, man. Yeah, and, Are they all on the same line together? Let me check. Uh, no, Veneers is playing with Everly and McCann right now. Yeah. Oh, McCann. McCann's been sick too, actually. He has eleven goals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's I, not actually, a rookie. Evolving Hockey Ty's favorite uh, Twitter account. They released their like quarter mark NHL awards, and for the heart, they have McCann a number four. I'm pretty of sure. Of course they do. Yeah. Like they had who did they who did they have that was crazy a couple of years ago? I think it was Zach Aston Reese. No, no, they had uh, for the heart. They had um, Nishushkin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the dry side, the dry side of the year. They had Nishushkin, but for the heart right now, if you look at their choices, everyone kind of makes sense. Jason, their number one, number two is Jason Robertson, McDavid. Their number three is Eichel. Number four is McCann, but then number five, Matt Kachuk, who's been killing it in Florida. Number six, Eric Carlson, who you know we've talked about at length already, and then Pedersen and Dry as well. And Pedersen's been on a what, on a, just a tear like we talked about last week too. So their rankings actually make sense, which makes me think that McCann's probably having a better year than most people are probably talking about right now. He's doing decent. Yeah. 16 and 21. They also have Eichel uh, at the um, top of their rankings for the... For Selkie. Yeah. <laughs> they have him at the top beside Velarde, uh, interestingly enough. So not only is Velarde producing offensively, he's... You know, at the least fuck as is of right Protas. Now. Fuck yeah, I don't is know Protas. who I don't know who that is either. <laughs> I was looking at this, I was like, I know all of those names. Alexi Protas on Washington. I have no idea. I have no idea who that is. Twenty one year old third round pick in twenty nineteen. Never heard of that guy. Never heard of him. Yeah. I love they always have some random ass people. There's always a random yeah, there's always random ones. But yeah. At the end of the but day, to- yeah. To get back to rookie of the year, like at this point, Ty might say it's not quite runaway. It's almost it's teetering on runaway for yeah. veneers. I mean Jack what what's Jack Quinn at right now? Fourteen and twenty. Yeah, I mean that's you know, Three if Veneers has a slower second half, you know. But Seattle's Seattle's doing better. Yeah, than I think you look at it like Kind of like your MVP things, like who's yeah. which team is actually in the running for it, right? You can't be. And like Beniers is what their first line center, first slash second line. But I think I think that 
you know, their top three lines on any given day could be in, uh, in Seattle could be the top yeah, exactly. line. Right. Like so right now Seattle's, it's said that Yanni Gord is on their is their third line, but it's if Seattle stayed like playoff contender, then Beniers probably. Yeah, absolutely. If he keeps up this pace as well. Yeah. You know, let's say but, he finishes with 70 at this point, 82 games. At this point, he's so tied in that he kind of has to keep the pace for them to make for them to make the playoffs or be pushing for playoffs yeah, probably based on how well he's doing. We just lost Eric. Eric no, no, I'm still here. His camera just turned off. I just turned my camera off because you guys are coming in so laggy right now. It's like I can barely understand what you guys are saying. So I was like, <laughs> well, anything we'll that fix that Wi-Fi. Yeah, you need Wi-Fi. Necklace on the Wi-Fi. My, my Wi-Fi has been so ass the last like three or four days. I don't know why, but it's been yeah. pissing me off so much. It's probably because Bell's giving away free. Like Bell just uh, emailed me and was like. For a month, you have the free fastest Wi-Fi. I'm like, mm-hmm. unreal. Unreal. Uh, so it's schlebs like you that are getting peasants free. like you getting free Wi-Fi. That's screwing me over. Well, I'm, I'm on a pretty high-end one of theirs anyways. They're just trying no, to no, get no. me to No, no, no. You're a peasant, Martin, and uh, you're stealing <laughs> my Wi-Fi all the way from freaking Kingston. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, speaking exactly. of Seattle, I wanted to discuss this because it, this was uh, the comparison. And I didn't make this comparison. This is um, someone that, you know, f- very popular in Canucks Twitter. Um, but he tweeted, Oliver Bajorkshin was traded in the offseason for a third and fourth round pick. Not a high bar, but if the Canucks can do better than that for Besser, it's probably a win. <laughs> and imagine like, you know, Imagine us a year ago or two years ago or any Canucks fan a year ago, two years ago, three years ago saying it would be a win if we could trade Brock Besser, who is, you know, putting up 30 goal, you know, go 30 goal pace seasons and stuff like that. I know. Saying it would be a win to trade a a third for him for a third and a fourth. But what is Brock Besser? Like he's not, is he even a 30 goal scorer? Like he, no, he's, no he's, he's, about to be a, he's about to be a healthy scratch he's, the other day. In, he he's was never healthy done scratched. It. He was healthy scratched. Uh, no, they were going no, to. They and were they going to, him. and then they had oh, they to play him because the guy that was going in was hurt, or one of the uh, guys was hurt. Someone else got hurt. Yeah. 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 I mean, people was, were, yeah. People were shitting on Boudreaux because it was like hockey, hockey fights, cancer night, and stuff, and. I believe Boudreaux when he said he literally didn't even know it was that night. Uh, I mean, regardless, it's a really bad situation. And I sent this tweet in the uh, chat where they're basically talking about... Uh, you remember the whole story about them having to trade players because Boudreaux wants to play players that they don't want him to be playing and all this stuff? Yeah, and they were all like... Um... He wasn't holding them accountable and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like the whole, like, there's even, like, we've been talking about the Canucks all season, it seems, just because they're, they're a mess. mess. It's a whole mess over there, man. They're a mess. And I, and, yeah. Like, when Rutherford came in, he did kind of say, like, hey, we're going to try to get rid of these bad some of these bad contracts. But then he never did. He literally just didn't do it. 
Yeah, like and he I think still has bad contracts. In, like you know, how do you move bad contracts in a flat cap world where every yes. team, you know, where there's like five teams with cap room in the entire league? You but know then they mean? go and sign other bad yeah, contracts. That was the other issue. Know, uh, yeah. But so I don't know. They're a mess. I don't and know if there's. A Friedman's way to also it. quoted as saying he said, and. Uh, they need that basically that they need to create cap room. And if that means we trade Besser and maybe our t- return isn't great, we still create at least the, the cap room. And I think that's the, like, he basically said that's a possibility here. So basically what the Canucks are really just trying to do is get rid of Besser for cap room at this point is kind of their whole goal, which is kind of like a huge L for them because, you know, if you look at Besser's value two, three years ago, like people were talking, you know, he had the potential, and he was putting up numbers and everything like that, and it's just been a huge downfall for him. But I think there I mean, is also value in picking him up for another team if they can get him on a reduced cap hit and seeing if you know they can revitalize him in similar ways other right. franchises have done with other players in the past. And, um, sorry, they were talking about uh, trading him back then too like a couple yeah. of years ago like, he's always been, talking, been the guy yeah. that they've been talking about trading for years for sure um i think they're gonna have to eat some of that contract though for two years for the remaining years yeah i mean they, they gave the um his agent permission to seek a, out a better trade but yeah they're gonna have to eat cap it from which for just sure. means they haven't been able to find anything they like so yeah, I mean it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult for sure. Um, but yeah, moving moving on from Vancouver because I feel like we talk about them a little bit too much. I just thought that was worth <laughs> mentioning. Um, can we talk Truba? What what do okay. you guys think? Have you guys watched the clips? Because I I watched, watched them. a bunch of it. It's... Okay, yeah. So, uh, for context for everyone listening, basically, uh, Athanasiu or. Truba went and laid a big open ice hit on uh, Athanasiu. And, you know, I think one of the bigger debates in the hockey world is every time an open ice hit happens, which isn't very rare, which is pretty rare nowadays, especially, you know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, debate over whether it was clean in the first place and then elbows, aiming for the head, like all those things come into conversation when they happen. And so, you know, uh, Athens U came out after the hit and basically his quote was he's an $8 million man with zero goals so he has to figure out how to do something when making that much if you can't help the team I guess you tried to hurt other guy to hurt guys on the other team was his exact quote um, and if you look at the hits he's throwing you know uh, they they do you can't clearly see his elbows are coming up he's going for the head a little bit there in a lot of those hits and he's been known to have done it in the past so it's not like this is a one-time thing but yeah you, what did you guys think about the Athanasio hit specifically i didn't think it was bad i think it was i don't know i don't think it's bad you don't think it's bad no no i, I think he's had way worse hits than the Athanasio hit yeah but yeah, I also think like, most more of hockey Twitter is agreeing with Athanasiu than they are with Chuba. But hockey Twitter seems a little soft to me. 
Talking Twitter is very soft. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we don't trust Hockey Twitter's opinion. <laughs> That's why I wanted to discuss it because I was curious what you guys thought about it. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked at the hit too and I was like, it looked pretty clean. I've seen many hits from Chuba that definitely weren't clean. Definitely went for the head. Definitely, you know, used elbow and stuff like that. But that one didn't look. Well, Athanasio is in a very – he's bent over a lot, so he's in a poor position. He has his head down. To be fair to Truba, he actually could have destroyed him worse. He goes at him from a different angle, you know? So he actually wasn't trying to kill him. (laughs) Yeah, he could could have made it worse is what you're saying, which isn't a great thing to say, but like – also, yeah, he it could well, have definitely been worse. It's all it is also part of Trooper's game to hit people, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, that's probably that's one of the hit. few valuable parts about his game nowadays because he isn't really producing offensively, he's not good defensively. And Athensio is right, though, like, Trooper's game is largely becoming being a physical presence versus being a super effective player on the ice, right? Like, I think the Rangers acquired Chuba because he had his reputation in Winnipeg, right? Like, he seemed like yes. a guy that could put up 55 points a year, 50 points a year. And he's had some, like, decent good point years, but it's more so the team around him producing offensively versus Chuba himself. And I think he is moving towards becoming more of a physical player, player because of his lack of production. Okay, there is the one angle, and he kind of absolutely destroys his head. <laughs> you are changing your mind. The thing is, like, what, like, it's hard because when your head's down, it's impossible not to get the head. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of, like, Athanasio looks up right at the last moment mm-hmm. to get his face right in yeah. Truba's, like, back. But the problem is Athanasio's bent down like a lot mm-hmm. so if he's like standing more straight up it's more in this in the chest yeah yeah, yeah. contact than in the head chris um, chris pronger went on um uh i forget which channel it is to be honest but he went on and basically defended the hit uh, his he a lot of people have did, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have. Like Elliot then, Friedman defended it. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I, I've seen it from a lot of angles, and I'm so torn by it. But yeah. regardless, uh, Chris Ponger came out, and he said, legal check to a player who is skating with his head down up the middle of the ice. Get your yeah. head up, young man, or be ready to pay the price. Physical play is still part of the game and still allowed in the NHL rule book. Now, Chris yeah. Ponger was always known to be a physical guy, so, you know... It, bias but at the same time i kind of agree with him <laughs> and i'm not one to defend dirty hits or anything like that but i, I look at that hit and ugh, it's not i get why it, people would think it's dirty but i also don't think it's like necessarily suspendable or anything like that like asking to see you and truba are like almost the same height and mm-hmm. Athanasio looks way smaller because he's so bent over. Yeah, he's very like if you look at the hit, he's which isn't very helping him, over. right? Yeah, 
but also when you're skating you're bent over <laughs> wasn't it truba that had like the huge hit on crosby last playoffs yeah and it was definitely and there was definitely some elbow he did get the head and i think that that hit was illegal and that's the thing like i don't think truba gets the benefit of the doubt anymore no. because he's had so many of those and like he 100 percent took Crosby out of the playoffs that year. Like, they probably don't make it through if Crosby was healthy, right. you know? Yeah, like, new, like Crosby was ripping up the playoffs last year. And he goes yeah, out. exactly. And he went out, and, you know, he was still good when he came back, but he was out. And so, like, Athanasius' comments were... Aren't, aren't wrong. They're not wrong at all. Like, they're... Like, he even said the guy, that guy is known for hitting a high, not really worrying about the puck out there and almost trying to hurt people. And he does do that, and we have seen that, and I think Pittsburgh fans have seen it. I think plenty of other fan bases have seen it also. So, yes. I don't know. I don't feel – like, I just don't feel – like, I can see why people see it's um, not illegal, no suspension and all that, but I also don't give him the benefit of the doubt. And there's nothing in me that wants to go out and defend Chuba because... Well, he also sucks this year. Yeah, and he, he has been... And Athanasio he, is right on every level. He is known <laughs> to be a guy who just hits people, trying to hurt them, like going too high, elbows to the head, all that stuff. And he's also been trash this year. He hasn't done anything offensively or defensively. The Rangers haven't been great just in general, and he's a large part of that, and he's making $8 million a year. Like... He's making as much as a number one or a number two defenseman in the NHL, and he's producing like a five or six. So yes, but he's also well, Adam the Fox captain has been too, good, though. Yeah, which isn't good. Like yeah, but you also have to look at the person making the comments. Like Aston Nassiu is obviously it's like a fringe NHL player at this point, and yeah. he's potentially worried that hey, this guy could have knocked me out, got me injured, and I might not have had another chance. So that's partially why he's making these comments, right? Well, and so speaking of, uh, you know, NHL players who everyone on Twitter seems to hate, uh, Craig Berube um, spoke about Jordan <laughs> Bennington. Did you see this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He said he's, he spoke about Jordan Bennington's antics. So he went and he laid uh, Jordan Bennington, I think, elbowed. Uh, who was it when he was skating around the net? Uh, oh, I forget. I'm, I'm blanking on who it was, but it was really bad. I think it was someone on Pittsburgh, I want to say. It was, it was Zucker, Zucker, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was Jason, Jason Zucker. Zucker that's right. Yeah. Who, yeah, who's had plenty of injury issues and stuff like that yeah. even recently. And he, like, he was just skating around the net, and he went and basically just elbowed him right in the face and took him out. Yeah. Um. So the Blues coach... St. Louis Blues coach Craig Rube, he came out and said, it's got to stop. It doesn't help anything. Just play goal. Stop the puck. <laughs> that is like as harsh a public criticism well, as you will see come out of like an NHL coach nowadays. Because the other thing is, and I've heard this from a lot of sources, is like Brube was an extraordinarily tough player back when he was playing. Like one of the toughest yeah, players was. of his day, which is saying something because his day was in a tough time. Yeah. Um, and if he's telling you to stop that, 
Well, because it, it doesn't help. You're, you're he does this all the time, though. Every yeah, time Benny exactly. gets pulled or every time he gets lit up, which is what, again, what happened on whatever Jordan, day that was. He has issues. Like, I would tell you, if he wasn't in the NHL or something, he might, like, be arrested for assault or something for getting the – for, like, a bar fight or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, every time <laughs> he gets pulled, I, maybe he's trying to, you know, rile up his team or something, but it just gets old after a while. Right, like gets old I, real quick. Yeah, he go. He went up to the bench a couple weeks ago, didn't he? He went up to the, the team's bench and started like trying to pick shit with somebody. Yeah, all the time. Every time he gets pulled. Is Jordan he Bennington had... the most hated player in the league? <laughs> Probably uh, by fans, at least. No, I think like no. Brad Marchand is probably the the most hated. Okay, so Mark Andre Fleury. This is this is actually kind of crazy. Who who can be a little spicy has played nine hundred fifty six games, okay. Mm-hmm. Has seventy eight penalty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are probably what like tripping Jor- in the crease, you know. Yeah, yeah Jordan Bennington already has thirty in one hundred eighty two <laughs> games. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like if he plays nine hundred, and that's low I mean, because, and that's but like low goalies because, never get penalties. Yeah, man. Goalies don't get penalties very often, and that's especially low because he does so many other shitty things that don't get called. Like yeah, the Jason exactly. Zucker elbow to the face while he's skating around the net didn't get called as a penalty. I'm like ninety like, percent certain. Ty, in so let's say the last year Flurry played a lot of games. So last year Flurry had two penalty minutes. Bennington yeah. last year at 14. Yeah, <laughs> I think a, that... and he's already at 10 this year. Like, and that, like, do goalies even get their penalty minutes for their fights and shit? Like, I don't uh, even they know. They do, but like, there's very, very few. Yeah, when's the last um, time we saw a goalie fight? Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember. So, and I, I would almost argue some of the shit I've seen Bennington do is almost like kick outable like he could get kicked out if he was a player he might get kicked out like he literally swings his stick at people yeah <laughs> like he's a little nuts i'm surprised yeah. he didn't get suspended for like that was like an elbow to the face blatantly that i can't believe that wasn't a suspension like i can't believe he wasn't suspended for 10 games for that like that was the most absurd thing i've i've seen a goalie do in a long time and he like, does he it did. because he's getting lit up right like yes he's just pissed yeah his anger problems or something on that one. Like, holy crap. The man won a Stanley Cup. Probably <laughs> carried the Blues to a Stanley Cup when they were in last place. And the, the team's probably sick of him at this point. Well, so Aaron, Aaron Dell, who got suspended, okay, last year, right? For that huge hit. What did he incident. do? Yeah, I forget. Yeah. He, he stuck his like, leg out on someone. Yeah, it was bad. It was Batherson, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, oh, right, and he, he had, broke his yeah, 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 yeah. He has 128 games played. He only has two penalty minutes. And it's probably the two from probably two from that penalty, and then he got suspended at, after. So, like, Biddington is is a different breed of goalie. <laughs> <laughs> it would seem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he is. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And he's the fifth highest paid goalie in the NHL right now. So. Yeah, can we talk about that list? <laughs> yeah. So, 
So Ty, Ty, do you want to break this list down? Yeah, so I found it on Twitter from Kevin. You got to say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So he just went, just, just, you know, no, no analysis behind it. It was just, here's the top 10 goalies in regards to their cap hits. Okay. <laughs> Let's try to get a lesson from this. Um, uh, where is the tweet? Where's the tweet? Sorry, I got to find it. I've, yeah, I have it here. Uh, okay. So number one, Bobrovsky at 10 million. Number two, Vasilevsky, 9.5. Three Gibson six point four, Hellebuck six point one seven, Bennington six, Markstrom six, Grubauer five point nine, Quick five point eight, Shesterkin five point six seven, Merzlikens five point four. Seven of those ten goalies <laughs> are under nine hundred save percentage, and nine hundred is like I don't know the benchmark that most people use between like an average goalie and a you know. Uh, below average goalie yeah and obviously this doesn't take into account team and all right. that other stuff yada 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 that we all know and it but, but it does exclude carry price because he's never playing again but yeah 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 carry, obviously price isn't included because yeah he's done uh which <laughs> i don't know if we want to speak about the carry price yeah no 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 week. we don't want to get in trouble there <laughs> trouble he got in trouble he's an idiot yeah he he's yeah, but anyways, we we won't get we won't get into that because we could derail the whole episode with just that topic. Um, <laughs> so I think Ty, you you said in the group maybe two of these deals are a good deal. Yeah, two or three of them. I said three, and so out of the ten top highest paid goalies, I'd say the three that are probably you know living up to their contract on a yearly <laughs> basis. And this is year this is a yearly basis. You know, there's plenty of these goalies that had one good year too bad or one good year one bad whatever uh are vasilevsky at 9.5 million hellebuck at 6.1 million and shesterkin at 5.67 million and even this year shesterkin has not been great he hasn't been great but he's still been good like he's, yeah he's I still think, probably worth that contract i think rangers are year. actually like like are is saying he hasn't been that great, but just because they're so used to such high standards. Yeah, because he carried and, them last year, yeah, right? Absolutely. Whereas this year, he's just been quite good. Like, he's still a positive goal saver, but expected. He's still doing what he needs to do, but he hasn't been otherworldly. And I think the Rangers are, like, putting a lot... And, not, not, and this isn't all Rangers fans, yada, 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 whatever. But I think a lot of them are putting the blame onto him because they're not... They're used to him being at a certain level, and he hasn't been. Right? They're used to but, him being like a 930 goaltender. Sorry? They're used to him being like a 930 save percentage goaltender. Yeah, exactly. Or almost a 940 save percentage goaltender, basically. For One who wins game. every single game, right? Yeah. Like there was a stat and, last year we lost like seven professional games. Yeah. And right? we, we said at the time, you know, the Rangers are in for rude awakening <laughs> if Shesterkin isn't otherworldly and you look at their sta- the standings right now and obviously, you know. Yeah. And all those goalies have, well, except Quick, are, have a lot of term left on their contracts, right? Yep. I mean, Markstrom has multiple years left. Bennington has like four or five years left. Like, it's really bad. Like, his is arguably one of the worst, along with Bobrovsky, which has like four or five years left, too. Um, five years left, I think. Oh, no, no, no. There's four three years, years, years left only. Yeah. Three years left? Okay, three years yeah. left. Yeah. But, um, like, just after that, there's a couple more. I mean, I, also... Matt Murray, I think, technically speaking, his cap hit is six over six million, but since Ottawa retained, it's below five, right? Yeah, it's five. Uh, I think it's like five million, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's yeah, whatever it is. 
But, you know, right below that, you know, Merzlikens at 5.4, there's Jack Campbell at 5 million. It's been bad, yeah. Which has been uh, real bad. Peterson on the Kings, who just got waived, 5 million. Bernier makes 4.1. Like, how does Bernier still make 4.1? I don't know, man. That's, when was his last crazy. contract? So, like, half know. the league. That, that's, that's like, you know, fifth, 14 goalies I just listed there, right? Who are in the top 14 of cap hits, and three of them are good. Well, I mean, yeah, goaltending is so random. I mean, if you look at the top goaltenders in the league right now in terms of goals save above expected, um, Elias Sorokin, uh, he's making like five. I want to say he's making like five mil right now, so he's being paid decently. Number two is Connor Halbuck. But number three is the Vizmelka guy from Arizona who's probably making somewhat close to league men. Uh, Carter Hart, who's making only, I think... A little bit of a rebound for Carter Hart. Yeah, but... big rebound. But every year, or the last year, it was awful. I think the last two years haven't been good. Uh, but he rebounded. Ulmark's making five mil, and he's been positive. Um, I'm pretty sure. And then there's the Carolina dude, Koch... Chikov, yeah, yeah, the Russian guy. They just signed for four years, I think, at two point five million or two point. Could be a steal for them. Could be a steal, or it could just go like, the route of many other goalies who just you know had a good Fizzle nine off. games. Like he's only played nine games, and I think they only signed him when he had played seven or eight. So, you know. But then Anton Forsberg making only like one or two mil. Samsonov making two mil. Lankinen making two mil, Logan Thompson making a couple mil. Like a lot of the goalies at the top of these rankings right now aren't the goalies making big money, basically. So, you know, the it's still to the at, still at this time, you know, unless you get one of the five, seven elite elite guys in the NHL, there's really no point or not a good argument for paying your goaltenders. Yeah, and I mean, even even some of the guys who we think are good, right? Like uh, um, Demko, for example, not yeah. good this year. I think Dem- I year. think Demko. I think a lot of people after last season would have put him in the, you know, I'm going to rely on this guy year after year type. Pay that goal, yeah. And now, and he's I mean, even I, a guy that yeah. you can't really you. They haven't really been able to. I made this. I, I think it's a good like. Uh, what's the word like? experiment almost right to look back at okay who were the top goalies even five years ago right mm-hmm. like you had what maybe was Carey price still good in you know 2017 i don't know but it was probably guys like Braden holtby not in the league right now five years later right um, yeah, so if you want to so we can actually do this who, so, who 2017, right? so 2017 2018 okay the best that's basically five years ago five six years ago the can you do you guys think you could even guess anyone in the top five for 2017 2018 in terms of goals saved above expected? Nor who I would think like Braden Holtby. Nope, no Braden Holtby in 20 what 2017 2018. I don't know. I honestly wouldn't have been able to guess these. Is Markstrom in there? Nope, I only would have been able to guess one of these. Think about someone who is like really ridiculously good. From like 2015 to like 2019. Is Bobrovsky in there? Bobrovsky's in there, yep. Um, Was it Pekka Rinek? No. Oh, Pekka Rinek is probably in there. Jonathan Quick was here. 
Really? John so and John Gibson. John Gibson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so if and then if you go to 2018, 2019, so. Three, four years Probably ago. Probably at the first year. Vasilevsky's really at good, the yeah. top. Ben Bishop's at the top. Both yeah. the Islanders goalies at the time. Leonard, Thomas Grice were at the top. John Gibson again was at the top. So a lot of the goalies, you know, even like four years ago, most of those goalies aren't at the top anymore. The only goalie that's in the top 10 here that's still good today is Vasilevsky. Ben Bishop yes. isn't there. Ben Bishop isn't even in the league. Robin right? Leonard's been injured, to be fair. Yeah. John Gibson hasn't been good. Pecorino's out. Retired, uh, yeah. Frederick Retired. Anderson. Okay, Frederick Anderson was good last year. No, he was uh, Brady, good two years ago. Not great last year. Well, no, he was... No, he was good he was in the regular season. good last year. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Really sorry. Good. Yeah. Um, not, yeah, not really not good, good this two year. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, not good Braden this year. Holby hasn't been good. Braden Holby's retired, I think. Is he even in the league? I don't even think he is. I think yeah, I don't, retired or someone's I don't think he's in the league, and he hasn't been good in a couple of years regardless. Jack Campbell was good for three months <laughs> yeah. and then has been awful. Like, you know, if you look, it's the turnover on goalies, even 2019, 2020, Connor Halyerbuck was is there, but Tuka Rask obviously retired. Halak gone. Kudobin hasn't even played. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood has been awful. These are all the top goalies in 2019-2020 in terms of goals they've expected. Carter Hart's back again, but he was good in 2019-2020 and then hasn't been good up until this yeah, tw- year. Yeah, and then was awful for two years and is <laughs> yeah, back to being good. and then back again, exactly. Calvin Peterson just got um, uh, sent down to the AHL. <laughs> um, uh yeah, it's just like the, the goalie turnover is absolutely insane. Twenty twenty, so twenty twenty one. Yeah, the only consistents are really like over the since twenty twenty have been Connor Halyubuk, Vasilevsky, Saros. Unless you have a guy who you can like, who you are a hundred percent on will maintain their play, you don't sign goalies to long term contracts. Yeah, goalies yeah. are two two. Three years max. You, you got. You have to like find just the cheap guys and pray that they unless yeah their contracts. Unless you have a Vasilevsky. Unless you have Vasilevsky, Shosturkin, Connor Halibut. But even then, how uh, much do you want to pay them? Like, like, I mean, I'm I'm fine paying any of those goalies seven eight million dollars. I think. But those four goalies <laughs> specifically. And then also determining whether you have year. one of those. No, Halibuck wasn't Halibuck wasn't bad last year. He just the wasn't Jets were great just bad. last year. Halibuck just wasn't amazing last year. He still per, he still um, was positive in goal save above expected and everything like that. Okay, okay. So he wasn't like terrible. Like he was eighth in the league. By the way, we we considered Halibuck having a bad year last year. He was eighth in the league in goal save above expected. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And that's simply the because the Jets he, were real bad then. Yeah, like, and they were really bad. But he was still eighth in the league. And the reason we think he was bad is because he wasn't top three, top four, whatever, like he was for a while. Right? But top eight, if you can rely on top ten production from a goalie for four, five, six years, whatever, like Halibuck or Vasilevsky, maybe Shesterkin's gonna get there. We'll see. But other than those guys, there's and Saros. Saros has been pretty consistently good too, but other than that, there's not a lot of guys, you know, there's almost nobody else in the league I would pay to, 
you know, five, yeah, seven yeah. Pay, pay for five years for five million. Yeah. Like there's almost nobody else. Like Kemper's been consistently good, but he's had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Just got um, injured again. Just got injured again, literally. Um, so, you know, there, it's it's a rough world out there for goalies. And all I'm saying is like, yes, Dubas got a lot of hate for putting in Matt Murray and Samsonov, but those two have been, those two right now are what eighth for Ilya Samsonov and twentieth for Matt Murray, at and they're paying six million dollars for the goaltending or something like that to get like average goaltending, yeah, yeah, slightly above average or a good portion above average goaltending. It seems like at least from these stats. But regardless, you know, even if it was average, that's decent money spent if you can invest that money elsewhere. Same thing with you know Arizona. Arizona's getting shit ton of their money's worth out of Vizmelka. Um, Carolina's getting their money's worth out of Kotchikov. Um Vegas is getting their money's worth out of Logan Thompson right now. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. I think at the end of the day, don't don't pay goalies is kind of uh, the overall lesson. And I think we say this all the time, but I think it was good to go over all of that. Um, in other topics, uh, I wanted to say this just because this is a crazy stat. Uh what what do you guys think Connor McDavid's point pace has been over the last year? Can you, can you guys guess? I'm just curious and and say break it down into goals and points. Like just just guess. I, I just want to take your, hear your guess on this. Like for what 82 games? Yeah, over an 82 game season, what do you think his point pace has been over 82 <laughs> games? Over his last 82 games, let's say. Just take a guess. Uh, one thirty-five. Okay, Ty, make your guess. I don't know. One fifty. Yeah. So his point pace over what? his last eighty-two games has been one hundred and fifty-six points. Holy! With fifty-four goals. So which Jesus. means he's putting up fifty-four goals and over a hundred assists in the la- in his last eighty-two games. His, Ty, are you still wanting to debate whether? Matthews and McDavid are like comparable. Uh, not this year. <laughs> Matthews, Matthews, is way, a, Matthews is a defensive power forward this year. I don't even know what he's doing. By, by the way, that includes the playoffs and Connor McDavid tore. He up went the off playoffs. in the playoffs. Yeah, he went off in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. The like th- that is insane. That is absolutely it's insane. How much Edmonton sucks when they have that guy. Like it, that's. And a make, testament and, to and their they bottom have the six. second. They have the second highest guy too. Dry title with one twenty five. It's a testament to their bottom <laughs> six, and it's a testament to fucking Ken Holland getting his ass canned and never co- being a GM in the league again. But it, it, here we like, are. How can you suck when you have the that hard? At 125 for Dreisaitl and 154 for McDavid over 82 games. Their last 82 games together. And they can barely scrape into like the top two in their div- the weakest division in the NHL. Like, it's absurd. Someone tweeted... That's what happens when you... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, continue? <laughs> That's what happens when you when you can't... You have no depth scoring after that like they can only play so much and they can only score so much right so the reason (laughs) i bring that up is because there's some heavy rumors right now 
about have you guys seen these rumors about who Edmonton's thinking about no who Edmonton's thinking about acquiring? Kane? No. I saw who, who, do you th- who do you think will solve their issues? This is this is clearly the obvious choice, Martin. Come on. Who do you think is going to solve Edmonton's issues? Probably something stupid. Come on. Be something who do you think Ken Holland thinks is going to solve Wayne Simmons. Edmonton's issues? Joel Edmondson. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Is yeah. the yeah, reported yeah. target of Edmonton media for what they Why think they... will fix the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Why do they want him? Like... <laughs> No, it's useless. Oh my god, this is so funny. So uh, there's been multiple reports coming out of Edmonton media, uh, media Spectre, uh, and you know what? Gregor. You know Edmonton's media makes rumors or whatever. It's yeah. like actually from the team, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it, maybe it's not from the team, whatever. But the fact that they're me- like even their media is thinking like, oh, you know what, Joel Edmondson, you know, that sounds like what's gonna fix our issues, is. Com- Completely hilarious. So, account for hockey tweeted, "We're officially in Ken Holland panic trade on Ken Holland panic trade watch," which is basically, you know, how can we fix this team? Let's make a move and you know probably overpay. People are reporting a second round pick, possibly a first round pick for Joel Edmondson. No, Ben Sherratt got a first and a prospect. Yeah, ben Sherratt got a first and a prospect. Yeah, but Ben Sherratt. Is actually and Sherrod like, is just as good as Joel Edmondson. And when I say just as good, I mean just as bad. Edmondson, I think, is worse. To be yeah, honest. Edmondson's probably worse. Edmondson's <laughs> probably worse, but he isn't, like, that much better, too. Edmondson's bad. Edmondson is bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. You don't so I want just, I just think that was funny. I wanted to bring that up, and I love, I, you know, we all love trashing Ken Holland and his poor and terrible choices. On yes. a daily basis, we but do. I just found I just found that uh, hilarious. Like last... Edmonds, Edmond, Edmondson was last traded for fifth. Yeah. So if they gave if they That's if they fair. gave up even if they gave up a fifth, you still have to take on his atrocious four million dollar contract. Yes. Imagine Edmonton goes out and acquires Edmondson and fills their cap space again with freaking four million of Joel Edmondson, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be equivalent. For how long too? That's it'd be crazy. almost as bad as the Eric Goodbranson thing that we trashed. Uh, <laughs> this is GM. <laughs> well, it would just be just as bad because they're both non-NHLers, basically making yeah. four million. And uh, in uh, in other news, anyways, and and we can maybe end with this or discuss one. Yeah, of last one. Last one. Brady Kachuk tied Gordie Howe in go- career Gordie Howe hat tricks at 23 years old. I think it's a joke because, yeah, Gordie Howe, they call it Gordie Howe hat trick, but he never even right. had a lot of them. Yeah, he never <laughs> did too many of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny, but that, that was, uh, he only had two. Is that? Huh. Yeah. They're not that common. Like, the people don't get them very often. <laughs> and the people are tweeting it's now a Brady Kachuk hat trick. <laughs> He's doing well. Ottawa's not doing so hot tonight, but they're losing five he... one to the Kings. Yeah, shut Let's up. Go. How are you doing, Martin? How the, how about those sends? Hey, Kings are my backup team, so you're <laughs> gonna lose lose to the Kings. Um, to, I, again, depth scoring on that team is real bad too. Real bad. 
it's, and they it's think it's good bad. for some reason. So last thing, and this is the bigger discussion, and this will take like five minutes and then we're done. Um, so someone did an analysis of points per game by draft class for the first seven seasons after the draft years. Can you guys guess which year came out on top in the last two decades? So go 2003 uh, onward. Yeah. So 2015's ahead by like a significant, significant margin. Like it's yeah, that draft was insane. simply Connor McDavid alone. Eichel, Marner, racks up points. McDavid, and yeah. he's still at the top. That's yeah. how good that draft is. <laughs> Take out a generational player, <laughs> and still that draft is at the top in points per game, basically. Uh, in the last twenty years. In the last twenty years, the only wow. draft that even slightly competes. Is, can you guys guess the sec- the second highest draft? You should Crosby's? Uh, not Crosby's. A little bit before that, actually. Yeah. Hmm. You guys guess? 2003. Isn't that Crosby's? No, Crosby's 2005, I want to say. Who's, whose draft is that? Uh, that was the, uh, the year with, like, every, all the old guard. Yeah. Getzlaff, Bergeron, oh, like yeah. all those guys, okay. like the, the old class of like stars. I was going to say Bergeron's draft because that was a good draft, yeah. but I didn't know what year that, it was. That's the only draft that even like slightly competes with 2015. But 2015, like it, the, the players that came out of 2015, like it's insane. Like you go it's down round by round. I don't know if you can, uh, Martin, if you want to pull up hockey DB. And just go through like round by round the players, but it's like every single the round. Point, the, the there's a star that comes are McDavid, Marner, Rantanen, Aho, Eichel, Kyle Connor, who's insane. Like Con- Kyle Connor's so good. He's so underratedly good. Like, um, yeah. Then Barzell, Konechny, uh, Timo Meyer. Just keeps um, going and going. Besser. Orensky, Hannafin, Provorov, Hints. You yeah. throw in Rupe Hints way down there. Um, Shabbat, <laughs> DeBrusque, Kirill, The Thrill, Kaprizov yep. is way the hell down there. Went down in like the fifth, sixth round, whatever it was. So when you look at this, like Erickson every single player, every like single, yeah. Nuts. The, the only team that the only team that fucked up that draft was Boston when they had the back to back to back picks, yeah. right? Is that the <laughs> year they had the back to back? Yeah, that is oh because they could have could you imagine? bought Barzell and Kyle Connor and left that draft with Jake DeBrusque, uh, Jacob Zaboral, Zaboral, and, Zach and you know Jake DeBrusque. Fine, that makes a it decent pick, but yeah. that makes it so much worse that you fucked up the most historic draft of the last twenty weeks years that yep. makes it so much more worse yep and yet they're so still so and they're good still so i hate good. them fuck them <laughs> they're still now right they, they're right That's now out, leading out. the league it's outrageous points even though they missed out on back to back to back super or star stars i'll say stars not superstars but yeah back to back to back stars arguably almost superstar level players and 
probably the only team that met that's the only team that messed up in the first round like when you look at it there's in the first round every single player has played except for Sinition has played like over 50 games which is yeah. pretty impressive when you look at it, you know what the average is right most of these players have, have become like nhl regulars right or stars like there's all and yeah. there's star and the crazy thing is there's stars in every round like every round you go down there's like either stars or like really quality players like Sorelli going in the second round, I think, or second or third round. Uh, Phil, um, not Phil the Thrill. <laughs> Kirill. Um, Kaprizov going in like the fourth or fifth round, whatever it is. Like, there's Yo, so well, your boy, players. your boy went in the sixth round, Manjupani. Manjupani, there you go. 30 goal scorer, Manjupani going in like that late, right? And the only draft that competes with, and this is why I say the 2003 draft. So 2003 is when uh, Flurry went first overall. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Flurry goes first overall, second overall left. Eric Stahl. Oh, Eric Stahl. Yeah. Third overall Nathan Horton. Uh, fourth overall Nikolai Zerdev. 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 Sorry. Played you know 400 games still. Thomas Vanek went fifth. Played a thousand games. Milan, uh, Milan Mikalik, Mikalik, yeah. whatever, Mahalik, whatever. He still played 700 games. Ryan Suter, 1,300 games. Braden Coburn, um, I think he's still in the NHL right now. Oh, no, he's not in the NHL. No. Uh, Is he not? He's been done for a while. Really? Okay. Anyways, a couple of years. Jan Phaneuf went 9th. Jeff Carter went 11th. Dustin Brown went 13th. Brent Seabrook, 14. Zach Prize, 17. Eric Fair <laughs> went 18. Getzlaff, 19. Brent Burns, 20. 23. Ryan Kessler. Mike Richards, 24. Our favorite, Anthony Stewart, 25th. <laughs> Worst hockey. Hey, man. He was a Kingston he legend. Played 260 games in the, in the league. Uh, Brian Boyle. Uh, Corey Perry went 28th. Patrick Eves, Ottawa Senators legend, went 29th. No, he became a legend in Anaheim. Yeah, no. Yeah. I was just being sarcastic because he got drafted by them. Uh, Louis Erickson, 33rd. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, 45th. Shea Weber, 49th. Corey Crawford, 52. You know, David Back is 62. Like, this was an, a crazy draft. Overall. And then 2015 knocked it out of the fucking water. Yeah, and, and 2015 <laughs> just knocked it like knocked it out of the park. Even if you ignored McDavid, but if you include McDavid, it's even like crazier. <laughs> it's just yeah. a different level. Yeah, it's just a different. Maybe level. this year will be as good. Nah, uh, maybe. But is looking good. And there's still time for 2015 guys too. Don't forget. No, they're, like, they're, they're getting together. 25 like, now. Of, yeah. Yeah, there, there's going to be guys that kind of break out now. Too out of the 2015 draft, but potentially, too. So yeah, I mean, even in the seventh round of uh, the 20 uh, 2003 draft, you got Matt Molson, Tanner Glass, uh, Halak. You got like a bunch of guys that ended up playing hundreds uh, of games in the NHL. Too. Has there been a draft like 2015? More than half of the second round made it to the NHL, like as regular NHL players. Some of them are superstar NHL yeah. players. Is, 
that ever happened? Like it's only the 2003 NHL draft is the only other one. I'm pretty sure. Like all a lot of the 2003 guys played a thousand games, 400 games, 500 games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that this really it's it's 2015, 2003, and then everything else. Basically, it's actually crazy. So you know, if you were a team that pulled a lot of picks in that draft, you really lucked out there. Unless you're Boston, basically. Anyway, Anyways, that's, that's an hour. Play. That's an hour of content for you all. That is an hour of content for sure. And we've been staring at a ball, a little oh, colored like, ball. Yeah. Here, wait, for it's my, been weird. It's it been didn't, weird. didn't even work oh. because you guys have still been freezing and lagging <laughs> the entire time. But. Well, you know what? Get better internet. We'll see you all next week. Thank Bye, you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.